0: Hello everyone. Today we would begin with Chapter 7 Knowledge of the Absolute Part 1. The Supreme Lord Krishna is the only controller, and all living entities are controlled by him. These living entities are his superior energy because the quality of their existence is one and the same with the Supreme. But they are never equal to the Lord in quantity of power. While exploiting the gross and subtle inferior energy, that is, matter, The superior energy, the living entity, forgets his real spiritual mind and intelligence. This forgetfulness is due to the influence of matter upon the living entity. But when the living entity becomes free from the influence of the illusory material energy he attains the stage called mukti or liberation the false ego under the influence of material illusion thinks i am matter and material acquisitions are mine. His actual position is realized when he is liberated from all material ideas, including the conception of his becoming one in all respects with God. Therefore, one may conclude that the Gita confirms the living entity to be the only one of the multi-energies of Krishna and when this energy is freed from material contamination it becomes fully Krishna conscious or liberated. Everything that exists is a product of matter and spirit spirit is the basic field of creation and matter is created by spirit spirit is not created at a certain stage of material development rather this material world is manifested only on the basis of spiritual energy this material body is developed because spirit is present within matter a child grows gradually to boyhood and then to manhood because that superior energy spirit soul is present similarly the entire cosmic manifestation of the gigantic universe is developed because of the presence of the super soul Vishnu therefore spirit and matter which combine to manifest this gigantic universal form are originally two energies of the lord and consequently the Lord is the original cause of everything. A fragmental part and parcel of the Lord, namely the living entity, may be the cause of a big skyscraper, a big factory, or even a big city, but he cannot be the cause of a big universe. The cause of the big universe is the big soul the super soul and Krishna the supreme is the cause of both the big and the small souls therefore he is the original cause of all causes in text 8 Lord Krishna says O son of Kunti I am the taste of water the light of the sun and the moon the syllable om in the vedic mantras I am the sound in ether and ability in man I am the original fragrance of the earth and I'm the heat in fire. I am the life of all that lives and I am the penances of all ascetics. O son of Partha, know that I am the original seed of all existence, the intelligence of the intelligent and the prowess of all powerful men. Bijam means seed. Krishna is the seed of everything. There are various living entities, movable and inert. Birds, beasts, men and many other living creatures are moving living entities. Trees and plants, however, are inert. They cannot move, but only stand. Every entity is contained within the scope of 84 lakh species of life. Some of them are moving and some of them are inert. In all cases, however, the seed of their life is Krishna as stated in vedic literature brahman or the supreme absolute truth is that from which everything is emanating krishna is parabrahman the supreme spirit brahman is impersonal and parabrahman is personal impersonal Brahman is situated in the personal aspect that is stated in Bhagavad Gita therefore originally Krishna is the source of everything he is the root as the root of a tree maintains the whole tree Krishna being the original root of all things maintains everything Everything in this material manifestation. He is the prime eternal among all eternals. He is the supreme living entity of all living entities. And He alone is maintaining all life. One cannot do anything without intelligence and Krishna also says that He is the root of all intelligence. Unless a person is intelligent, he cannot understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna. All material activities in the world are being conducted under the three modes of material nature that is goodness, passion and ignorance. Although these material modes of nature are emanations from the Supreme Lord Krishna, he is not subject to them. For instance, under the state laws one may be punished But the king, the lawmaker, is not subject to that law. Similarly, all the modes of material nature, goodness, passion and ignorance are emanations from the Supreme Lord Krishna. But Krishna is not subject to material nature. Therefore, he is Nirguna which means that these gunas or modes, although issuing from him, do not affect him. That is one of the special characteristics of Bhagavan or the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Deluded by the three modes, goodness, passion and ignorance, The whole world does not know me, who I am above the modes and inexhaustible. The whole world is enchanted by the three modes of material nature. Those who are bewildered by these three modes cannot understand that Transcendental to this material nature is the Supreme Lord Krishna. Every living entity under the influence of material nature has a particular type of body and a particular type of psychological and biological activities accordingly. There are four classes of men functioning In the three material modes of nature. Those who are purely in the mode of goodness are called Brahmanas. Those who are purely in the mode of passion are called Kshatriyas. Those who are in the modes of both passion and ignorance are called Vaisyas. Those who are completely in ignorance are called Sudras. And those who are less than that are animals or animal life. However, these designations are not permanent. I may be either a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaisya, or whatever in any case. This life is temporary. But although life is temporary and We do not know what we are going to be in the next life. By the spell of this illusory energy, we consider ourselves in terms of this bodily conception of life. And we thus think that we are American, Indian, Russian or Brahmana, Hindu, Muslim etc. And if we become entangled with the modes of material nature, then we forget the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is behind all these modes. So Lord Krishna says that living entities deluded by these three modes of nature do not understand that behind the material background is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Another meaning of Guna is rope. It is to be understood that the conditioned soul is tightly tied by the ropes of illusion. A man bound by the hands and feet cannot free himself. He must be helped by a person who is unbound. Because the bound cannot help the bound, the rescuer must be liberated. Therefore only Lord Krishna or his bona fide representative the spiritual master can release the conditioned soul. Without such superior help, one cannot be freed from the bondage of material nature. Devotional service or Krishna consciousness can help one gain such release. Krishna, being the lord of the illusory energy, can order this insurmountable energy to release the conditioned soul. He orders this release out of his costless mercy on the surrendered soul and out of his paternal affection for the living entity who is originally a beloved son of the Lord. Therefore, surrendered unto the lotus feet of the Lord is the only means to get free from the clutches of this material nature. In the Gita, it is clearly mentioned that material energy works fully under the direction of the Supreme Lord. It has no independent authority. It works as the shadow moves, in accordance with the movements of the object, but still Material energy is very powerful and the atheist due to his godless temperament cannot know how it works nor can he know the plan of the Supreme Lord. Under illusion and the modes of passion and ignorance all his plans are baffled as in the case of Hiranyakasha And Ravana, whose plans were smashed to dust, although they were both materially learned as scientists, philosophers, administrators, and educators. These Duskritans or Miscreens are of four different patterns as outlined below. Number one. The mudars are those who are grossly foolish, like hard-working beasts of burden. They want to enjoy the fruits of their labour by themselves and so do not want to part with them for the Supreme. Most often, those who work very hard day and night to clear the burden of self-created duties say that they have no time to hear of the immortality of the living being. To such mudas, material gains which are destructible are lives all in all. Despite the fact that the mudas enjoy only a very small fraction of the fruit of labor, sometimes. They spend sleepless days and nights for fruitive gain. And although they may have ulcers or indigestion, they are satisfied with practically no food. They are simply absorbed in working hard day and night for the benefit of illusory matters. Ignorant of the real master the foolish workers waste their valuable time serving Mammon. Unfortunately, they never surrender to the supreme master of all masters, nor do they take time to hear of him from the proper sources. The swine who eat the night soil do not care to accept sweetness made of sugar and ghee. Similarly, The foolish worker will untiringly continue to hear of the sense enjoyable tidings of the flickering mundane world, but will have very little time to hear about the eternal living force that moves the material world. Another class of Duskriti or Miscreant is called Naradhamma or The lowest kind of mankind. Nara means human being and Adama means the lowest. Out of 84 lakh different species of living beings there are 4 lakh human species. Out of these there are numerous lower forms of human life that are mostly uncivilized. In the Gita The Personality of Godhead clearly states that there is no authority above Him and that He is the Supreme Truth. The civilized forms of human life is meant for man's reviving the lost consciousness of his eternal relationship with the Supreme Truth. The Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna who is all-powerful. Whoever loses this chance is classified as Naradama. We get information from revealed scriptures that when the baby is in the mother's womb, an extremely uncomfortable situation, he prays to God for deliverance and promises to worship Him alone as soon as he gets out. To pray to God when he is in difficulty is a natural instinct in every living being because he is eternally related with God. But after his deliverance, the child forgets the difficulties of birth and forgets his deliverer also. Being influenced by Maya, the illusory energy. The third, the next class of Duskriti is called Mayafrata jana or those persons whose erudite knowledge has been nullified by the influence of illusory material energy. They are mostly very learned fellows, great philosophers poets, scientists, etc. But the illusory energy misguides them and therefore they disobey the Supreme Lord. And the last class of Duskriti is called Asuram Bhavam Astiha or those of demonic principles. This class is openly atheistic. Some of them argue that the Supreme Lord can never descend upon this material world, but they are unable to give any tangible reasons as to why not. Therefore, grossly foolish persons, the lowest of mankind, the deluded speculators and the professed atheist, as above mentioned, Never surrender unto the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead, in spite of all scriptural and authoritative advice. We'll continue the other part of chapter 7 in our next episode. Stay tuned. Thank you.